Welcome to Run With It, Canada's running fitness and health program. On this month's episode, I was in conversation with Dr. Bob Well for the Sports Doctor is in segment, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's go to our Sunrun coverage. Check this out. I'm excited to have back on the show Vancouver Sunrun Race Director Tim Hopkins, who has been doing this for about 19 years only. And I'm so happy to have you back, Tim. Pleasure to be here. It's yeah. an annual meeting for us. Free event. I know, and it's the 39th annual Vancouver Sunrun 10K. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so for those who don't want to do a 10K, can they do the Mini Sunrun? The Shaw Mini Sunrun has been going on for roughly about 30 years. Uh, 2.5K, starts and finishes at BC Place Stadium. And it's a great opportunity for families to come out, kids, but also people that want to just go out and do a shorter race. Yeah, so you know, here we are almost at the, the starting line. And it's so energetic. It's like a celebration. It definitely is one of my favorite parts of the Sunrun every year is seeing, you know, hopefully this year about 30,000, 32,000 people on the start line uh, from basically Thurlow and Georgia all the way back to uh, Granville and Georgia. And it's just wall to wall people smiling, getting ready to do uh, either their first Sunrun or some people their 40th, 30th, 39th. It's for all levels of abilities. Absolutely. We have competitive athletes, but the majority of our runners are uh, beginners. Uh, and we do have a large number of people that are out walking. We have uh, people uh, in non-competitive wheelchairs, uh, just again, out for the same reason, to get a little bit of exercise, have a little bit of fun, see the bands on the course and, you know, have an enjoyable day out in downtown Vancouver. Yes, I love the entertainment. Can you tell us about some of the entertainment? Yeah, we have a couple bands at the start line, but we always have about 15 bands on the course. Um, they're a little more spread out at the beginning when people are running faster. And then as we sort of get to the sort of three to 5K, the number of bands pick up and they're closer together. And uh, you've got all sorts of entertainment uh, from you know rock and roll to uh, independent artists, acoustic artists, dance groups, lots for everyone out there. Yes, and the Sunrun is the largest Canada's 10K event, is it's that right? It's the largest running event yes. in Canada, period. It's uh, been the largest since uh, year one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we continue to be the largest start line with uh, even 30,000 this year. Our peak, uh, we had over 50,000 uh, mm -hmm. for a number of years back in 2008, uh, 2009, 2010. But, um, you know, we're, we're really excited with the numbers that we have. Yes, and you know, Tim, for people who maybe not now, but maybe for next year, do you have training programs? Uh, there are training programs. Our partner, kintech has been running them this year um, and they're ongoing right now. Um, there's all sorts of different programs that you can do online. Um, but again, it, the event is about having a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, some people go out there and try and do their personal best every year. Uh, when you're with that many runners, it's a little harder to, to run the straight line. Often people come back and say, that wasn't 10K, it was 10.5K yes. or 11K. But when you're dodging people to go past and around and that, you end up running a little more than 10K. So. Yes, and you know, so you can run it in person Yep. Virtually and hybrid? Is that uh, no, no hybrid this year. It's okay. just uh, virtual and in person. Uh, the great news is is that uh, our virtual numbers are about thousand, but our in person wow. numbers are roughly right now thirty thousand. So wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and you know, who else is involved? Uh, well, we've got uh, almost a thousand volunteers. We got a lot of kids coming out from different school groups in Vancouver that support us with water stations. Um, we've got some Canadian top athletes coming out to compete uh, past Olympians, past uh, 
champions of the Sun Run will be in the elite field. Uh, the men and women's field is looking very strong this year. And of course, uh, we've got mascots out for all the <laughs> kids in the mini Sun Run. There's something for everybody. Yeah, so that's a great community event, a celebration, as I said, and it's not too late to register. And where can they go? They can register online at VancouverSunRun.com. Uh, we are open till the 13th of April. And uh, if not, uh, come down to the Sunrun Expo at BC Place Stadium on uh, the 14th and 15th uh, of April. And it's April 16th. April 16th, and Vancouver Sunrun, right here. Yes, we'll see you there. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Joining me is Dr. Bob Wild, known as Dr. Bob, who is a respected sports podiatrist and radio host of The Sports Doctor. He's back on the show for The Sports Doctor is in segment on Run With That. And we're going to be talking about the importance of a proper warm-up and cool-down. Welcome, Dr. Bob. Hi, Christine. Great to see you. Happy holiday to everybody out in uh, your audience. Great to be with you. No, that's a uh, very important topic. Um, of, of course, whether somebody's a runner, whether they're involved in any other sport, it's very important to warm up properly, get the body ready to perform. You know, we can all picture some of our running friends, you know, going right out the door and heading out on the run uh, and not wanting to take the time to warm up. And many times this contributes to running into overuse injuries because the body's just not ready. Uh, we're stiff and we can be uh, susceptible to uh, injuries. And the same goes with cooling down and taking some time uh, for that um, recovery aspect. Uh, the question many times is, well, what's the best warm-up criteria? Some people, and we like to recommend where people might do a stretching routine for example, warm up in their home before they go out to run. Otherwise, very commonly, we might recommend that somebody walk the first five minutes, maybe brisk walk. I always enjoyed mixing in a little bit of skipping, a little bit of side-to-side -side movements, running backwards, having some fun, but allowing your body to warm up, including your upper body, where you're moving your arms and you're doing some different movements, a good five minutes is a good sensible uh, warm-up, but we want people to include it because you are more susceptible to injuries if you jump in when your body is still stiff and it's not really ready to perform. And it's, it's something that uh, is very, very important regardless of what your sporting activity is. And running is famous for it. Yes. And, you know, there are benefits because it, you know, warms your body right? Body temperature goes up. It reduces the risk of injury and the blood flow, the circulation. And I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'm thinking, I don't have time to do a warm up. But then when I look back, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, maybe that's why I feel kind of stiff. And so listeners and viewers watching our interview, Dr. Bob, what do you suggest they do? Like, how do you get them out there to, to you know, go out and do a proper warm-up and a cool-down. Well, like we talked about, you know, the three words we, we stress all the time on the sports doctor are awareness, education, and positive action. So the awareness fits in that it's important 
And that if you're interested in the two things that everybody's interested in in athletics, which is to prevent problems and prevent injuries, as well as we're indicated, enhancing performance uh, and uh, making uh, positive benefits, then we're aware uh, that we are uh, doing something very, very positive to pay attention to those important uh, things. And again, you don't have to be in a specific program. You just need to be able to, whether it is, again, doing some brisk walking, whether it's doing a little bit of skipping and moving backwards and side to side, moving your arms around, getting yourself ready to go. And also it is a good, um, again, the education part that we always talk about on Run With It and the Sports Doctors In segment, which are uh, methods and, and uh, uh, attention, again, to trying to prevent problems. 50% of runners deal with overuse injuries whether it's plantar fasciitis, whether it's Achilles tendonitis, whether it's runner's knee, shin splints, low back, et cetera, et cetera. And once you're aware of those statistics, uh, then maybe, again, you want to educate yourself. If you're not sure what to do, then uh, uh, book an appointment with a competent physical therapist or your personal trainer who can go over some techniques that can be helpful for you regarding, you know, what, what's important. And the same thing goes afterwards. Let's say you finished your run. You want to give yourself, again, a good five minutes to walk it off. Again, doing some of those kinds. Again, you could be doing some range of motion or stretching exercise when you get in the house. But again, the main point is you want to reduce your tendency for overuse injuries, which are so common, especially with runners. So this is something that we want to be able to continue. Did we mention it enough? Yes. Make sure you warm up, make sure you're cooling down and you don't need anything all that dramatically specific. Um, but you want to make sure that you're educated, which is some of the proper ways, you know, stretching many times causes more trouble than it prevents because people overdoing it. Uh, almost getting into yoga poses when the body's not really ready for that kind of excessive range of motion. So we want to make sure that we're educated with what the proper ways are for stretching, if that's what we're including. And we want to also be in, in, in incorporating into our routine the importance of it. You know, especially when the weather's cold. Again, like you mentioned, well, I don't know if I have enough time, but if you're aware of how important it is, then you'll make it a point to include it. And again, this will make a positive difference, not only in preventing problems, but in enhancing your performance because your body is ready to perform, not only physically, but mentally. When mm -hmm. you know you're warming up and cooling down, that you're including it, then you can take a big sigh of relief understand that you're paying attention to preventing problems. And this is something that we want to stress all the time uh, on your show and your uh, millions of followers on Run With It. Yes, you know, Dr. Bob, great information. And for, you know, if people want to follow you or listen to your radio show, where can they go? They can go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com. They go over to radio shows. They can go back years. They can catch you on a half a dozen shows in the past uh, couple of years. And I will mention again the book, 
hashtag Hey Sports Parents. I just had my co-author two days ago on my live show. Uh, again, the Sports Doctors live every Wednesday, three o'clock Central Standard Time. Sharky Zartman is a former Hall of Fame volleyballer, coach, as well as a national team member on the volleyball uh, uh, world and organization. And uh, we talk about the importance of um, parents being educated to try to keep their sons and daughters injury-free and try to reduce some of these physical and mental pressures on these kids. You know, youth sports is a big business. And the better an athlete your son or daughter is, the more the pressure many times rises. So all sorts of tips at sportsdoctorradio.com. We have thousands of followers. We try to pay attention to them. So if you want to go to at sportsdoc, D-O-C radio, you could jump on us with uh, Twitter or uh, LinkedIn and follow along because we do, like you, like to add good, solid information uh, for uh, sports parents now the hoopla is if there's going to be a sequel to the book, hashtag Hey Sports Parents, might be hashtag Hey Sports Grandparents, <laughs> because we're starting to see. And there are great cartoons in the book. And the first cartoon, Christine, is a picture of a lot of uh, activity going on at an arena. Is yelling and screaming and activity. And somebody says, wow, these parents are just going nuts. And the person says, wait a second, that's the grandparents. So we see there's all sorts of activities. Uh, and again, um, the more serious your son or daughter is, traveling teams, club teams, uh, it becomes something that's very, very important. Books available on Amazon. I was always interested in feedback. So, hey, everybody, run with it. Thank you, Dr. Bob. And we we'll, can't wait for next month. Great to see you, Christine. It's always a pleasure being part of uh, your terrific show. And, you know, I get dressed up for you guys every time. So catch you guys next week. Happy holiday, everybody. I'm excited to have with me as my guest, Omar Kumbapach. He is a professional health coach, podcast host of two shows, Health Coach Academy, and this podcast burns fat. I love the title. (laughs) And he's he's here today to talk about his successful career and how he maintains a healthy lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Omar. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, long overdue. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while, but uh, here we are, and I'm excited to have with with us, I should say, we're going to have listeners and viewers watching this show because it's going to be on broadcast and on the and the podcast as well. So how exciting is that? So, um, Omar, tell us, when did your passion begin to become a professional health coach? Yeah, so my story is kind of interesting. I was always into fitness and health. It was kind of just, I didn't have the correct information. So I, I, let's start out with that. I was one of those people who, if I was trying to lose weight, I'd go to the gym every day, literally, and I'd run like five miles. And then if it wasn't working, which at the time it wasn't, I'd say, okay, I just have to run six miles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just one of those people who I thought I can like 
outwork any of the deficiencies that I was having in that arena. And it just, it didn't come to a head until one time I was just going down a YouTube rabbit hole about something that had nothing to actually do with health. Right. And I, I came up and stumbled upon this guy who eventually became like my hero and eventually my mentor. And he was just talking about sugar. And, and at this point, Christy, I was trying everything. Like I was, I tried Atkins, I tried uh, being a vegetarian, I've tried all different kinds of things. And again, like I was saying, I was working out, running, doing everything I thought was the right thing to do. And I just wasn't getting any results, even remotely of what I was putting in the effort for. And then I stumbled upon this particular uh, YouTube video and he was talking about sugar. And I'm like, listen, uh, I just did a quick assessment of just even my breakfast and I used to always have a banana and Dunkin' Donuts coffee <laughs> with milk and three sugars. And I, I added it up. It was like over 50 something grams of sugar just for breakfast. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just see what happens. And I, I just changed that. I went from just a, a coffee. I cut the banana out. The banana was bad <laughs> for sugar purposes, right? And um, I cut the sugar out of the coffee and I used it, like started drinking it black. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you the weight was falling off me so fast that people would come up to me literally and say, are you okay? Are you sick? It's like this. I was like, no, I really just did this one change to my diet. And all these different things started happening. But that's what fascinated me into getting into health coach. I said, wow, what if I just did this one thing and all this happened and what else could I do? What other like hidden gems are out there? Because I was really caught up in that, like that low fat era. And obviously now that I've been in health coaching for a while, I noticed that, you know, that just really meant if it had low fat, they really ramped up the sugar. So my sugar intake, I couldn't even tell you, probably 200 something grams a day. Now they get it below that. It was just a, a complete change in my diet. And it, that, that was really how I said, you know what? I want to be a health coach. I want to find out more. I want to share the story. I want to tell people the dangers of this, actually. Yes. I mean, do you have a little bit of sugar in your diet uh, still, or is it just completely no sugar? Oh, yes. I definitely have sugar in the diet on occasion. It's definitely not what um, it used to be. Because what's interesting at that point, right? I was such a sugar addict that I would never have ever thought in a million years, I'd be able to cut it back. I was just, I was so bad. I like, even when I had dinner, if I ran out of soda, I'd run to the gas station, get some soda and come back just to drink. Right. Um, But the good thing, and I tell anybody who's a client of mine is that your taste buds do change. And that's really the key thing that I wanted. I I never thought it would happen to me, but even today, I, I just limit it. And I just, because my taste buds have changed so much, I don't crave it as much. Like my cravings actually are more in the salty, crunchy world as opposed to like the sugary world, which again, being such a sugar addict, never in my wildest dreams, I would imagine that I would even like not be interested in sugar sugar like that. Like things are too sweet for me where like I was that person who graduated from Coke to Pepsi because Coke wasn't sweet enough at some point. It was like getting that bad. And now I I can't even have Coke. It's just too sweet. (laughs) It's like amazing. Well, how long did it take for you to, you know, get rid of that urge for eating sugar? Was it like 
um, six weeks or six months or how did it? Uh, for me, um, I, I think it was like, like you had mentioned, maybe, maybe the six week kind of thing. Um, I've heard very, very drastically different stories. I tried to do it with kind of just ripping the bandaid off and going cold turkey. And I hear other people like to weed themselves off. When I did it, I did it cold turkey and I started to really notice the changes like around, like you said, that six week mark. But um, I I just pushed through it like everything else. Like I said before, that was kind of my mentality about it. But I don't know if that's the best advice. It's really just the, to the individual. If they, there's a lot of people who I t- teach to, to how to wean it off, just to become more conscious of it. And then you just start seeing it. And really, again, it goes back to those taste buds. It's amazing how quickly you're, you, you just, it's just not the same for you anymore. Yes. I mean, losing weight is just wonderful. But what about mentally? You know, I understand that eating too much sugars can affect your mood. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and the reason, the funny thing, you know, I I bring up the weight thing is because it was that drastic from, I guess, my appearance and people noticing, but I definitely had way more energy. I definitely felt like I was sleeping better. My, my mood was different. I didn't have as many cravings. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the, the sugar cravings specifically, especially like after lunchtime and like you're about to crash and stuff like that. The, the, highs and lows that I was at, at feeling like energy wise were steadying out a bit. Um, and it, that was definitely something that I noticed right off the bat. So that was um, an interesting byproduct of <laughs> the sugar component too. Like that, that just the, and I didn't have like that strong, thank God I've heard some stories about like more severe withdrawals, but I kind of pushed through it. If I had it, it was like a, a while ago now. So I don't remember that intensity at all. Thanks for watching. If you have a question or comment about today's episode, go to our website, which is runwithit.ca. Until next time, run with it. Run With It is sponsored by Mallory's Fashion Network, The Rio Theatre, Craft Hair Academy, The Run-In, and The Vancouver Sun Run presented by Cal Tire. Run or walk the Sun Run on April 16th. See you there.